Welcome back to The Look and Sound of Leadership, an ongoing series of executive coaching tips designed to help you be perceived in the workplace the way you want to be perceived. I'm Tom Henschel, your executive coach, and today we're talking about three little phrases that have big impact. Anna walked me through the slides she'd prepared for her upcoming all-hands meeting. A new group, including people in China and India, had joined her team, and she wanted the meeting to be meaningful for everyone. An energetic and articulate woman, Anna had no trouble explaining the content on her slides. What I couldn't understand was the context. At first, I thought I didn't get the context because, as an outside consultant, I had no frame of reference. But every time I'd ask her to explain the context, she'd answer by adding information that seemed vital. Ooh, that's good, she'd say to herself. I should say that. And then she'd make a note of what she'd just said. The reason I wasn't understanding Anna's context was that she wasn't explaining it. Was she explaining the data itself? Yes, quite clearly. But she wasn't explaining why she felt the data was important to her people or how it fit into the big picture. The little phrase I wanted Anna to speak was, I'm telling you this because... These days, with overwhelming amounts of information bombarding all of us, I think we listen to each other with unconscious filters. They ask, why should I listen to this? Why is this important to me? What's the bottom line here? The phrase, I'm telling you this because, answers those unspoken questions. I'm telling you this because keeps people listening. Whether you're making a presentation giving feedback, delivering a status report, giving direction, or just thinking out loud, tell people why you're telling them whatever it is you're telling them. Phrases like, I'm telling you this because, or the takeaway here is, or I want you to understand why I'm mentioning this point, or this is important because, should be coming out of your mouth all the time. Using the phrase, I'm telling you this because, or some variation of it, forces you to get to your own bottom line. And it forces you to stop assuming people know what you're talking about. Because they don't. Believe me. Here's the second little phrase that has big impact. It's quite different. The phrase is a single word. Nevertheless. Gregor's coaching was increasingly focused on managing Manish, one of his direct reports. Manish needed a lot of feedback, and Gregor tried to deliver it in an unemotional and specific manner. But Manish would then engage him in hyper-detailed analyses of past situations or extended discussions about hypothetical future situations. Gregor felt Manish's diversionary tactics were derailing the feedback. So I taught him the phrase, Nevertheless. I love Nevertheless because it's a trump card. You can play it any time and it always wins. Here's how it works. Let's say you're struggling with a direct report of yours named Bob over something simple like punctuality. Bob tells you all the reasons why he can't possibly comply with the rules that everyone else lives by. His reasons are compelling. You don't want to appear heartless, but you need him to conform. At the end of his explanation, you say, I understand, Bob. That all sounds very important. Nevertheless, I need you to be here at the same time as everyone else. He then goes into another lengthy explanation. You listen, you nod, and you say, 
I really do understand, Bob. Nevertheless, I'll need you to work those things out and be here at the same time as everyone else. Nevertheless is endlessly repeatable. You just keep playing it over and over like a bottomless trump card. Nevertheless allows you to hold a firm boundary without arguing endlessly over details or justifications. And by the way, if you live with children, this is a lifesaver. The third little phrase that has big impact is closely related to nevertheless. The phrase is based on results. The difference between nevertheless and based on results is that you use nevertheless when you want compliance with a decision you've already made. You used based on results when two criteria are present. One, when you're creating a consequence because of past performance. And two, when the person you're talking with isn't taking responsibility for their own actions. Here's how it worked for a manager named Dana. One of her direct reports, a guy named Charlie, often missed the mark in his performance. But whenever the next opportunity came up, he'd want to take the lead as if nothing had gone wrong. When Dana tried to dial his responsibilities down, he'd complain she wasn't being fair, that he should be given a chance to prove he'd learned his lesson. Dana began to wonder if maybe she was being unfair and overly controlling, but her guts told her that Charlie really wasn't ready for more responsibility. So I taught her based on results. I first learned based on results when my oldest daughter was a teenager. She loved to debate, and like Dana, I got completely sucked in. She and I would argue the finer points of the situation like two lawyers, and although I was the grown-up, I never felt I really won my case. Then I learned based on results. Let's say my daughter missed her last two curfews. The infractions weren't so egregious that I'd feel the need to ground her, but I'd want to see some compliance before giving her more freedom. I'd tell her I wanted her home at 11, but she'd say she wanted to stay out until midnight. Now, of course, she had lots of excellent reasons why she should be allowed to stay out that extra hour. But instead of debating those reasons with her, I'd reply, those are all good points. But based on your results the past couple weeks, I'm not willing to give you until midnight. If you can hit an 11 o'clock curfew tonight, we'll talk about midnight the next time. Here's how it worked for Dana managing Charlie. He argued that, yes, he did make a mistake at that vendor meeting, but he learned his lesson and should be able to attend the next meeting alone. She replied, I understand your point, Charlie, and I hope you will be leading these meetings by yourself soon. But based on results, I feel it's important you have a partner with you right now. No matter what Charlie replies, she simply reiterates, I do understand your point, Charlie. I'm making this decision based on results. The phrase, based on results, allows Dana to use Charlie's past performance as the decision-making criterion, and over time it's hoped that it makes Charlie take responsibility for his actions. I love this phrase. Now clearly, none of these three phrases are magic bullets. For example, if you deliver them emotionally or in the midst of chaotic thinking, they won't have the significant impact I'm describing here. But when you use them appropriately, they are powerful demonstrations of the look and sound of leadership. If you're interested in developing your communication skills, we have many other podcasts that might interest you. Four you might find helpful are 
disagree agreeably, getting agreement, holding people accountable, and three words you should never say. You can find those podcasts on the Essential Communications website, EssentialCom.com. That's EssentialCom with two M's dot com. From our homepage, click the navigation button marked Coaching Tips. That'll take you to an archive of all our podcasts, where you can search by categories that interest you. From the archive, you can also download PDFs of every tip to save for yourself or forward to others. Our podcasts are also available through iTunes. Just search for the look and sound of leadership. Until next time, this is Tom Henschel. Thanks so much for listening.